calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot-button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. Hey everybody, we're here on a different set and joining me today is Cacus HD. How do you say your name? Rick Cacus HD, right? Just Cacus HD, Rick Cacus, Thick Cacus, Sir Cackington. I, I, it all works, man. <laughs> and we got MTash here. And that's how you say it. Yeah. So you guys were in San Francisco. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, oh my God, I've never had them on the show. I should reach out and see if you want to come on. And you told me to go to hell. Yep. But then I made you come anyway. Yeah, yeah no. I can't believe how <laughs> sore my arm is from you strong-arming me there and just pulling no. me in. But For real, though, you're from uh, Canada. I'm also a Canadian, yeah. so it's great to have you on the show. Thank you for making the time to come over to IGN today. For sure. Of course. Yeah. So we're just going to use this opportunity while you're here to talk about Destiny. Uh, What's that? The, the game oh. that we all play probably too much, that I get too salty about 90% of the time. And, uh, and uh, yeah, get some of your perspectives on it. So... Would you guys consider yourself more PvP or PvE players? Just I'll throw it to you. I, I am definitely PvE side of things. Yeah. I am overwhelmingly PvE to PvP. I dabble, but mm-hmm. mo- mostly PvE. And I'm the opposite. I mean, I can raid. I, I do them. You can but, you? Uh, <laughs> Come on. Come on. <laughs> Pretty good. But uh, I find myself in PvP 90% of the time. Yeah. I've been playing a lot of uh, competitive this mm-hmm. season and the previous season. I've been having a great time. I love the changes that they do. But I see a lot of negativity. A lot of people are still mm-hmm. feeling negative about PvP. And that's... I've been very critical about where Destiny is currently, and we'll get to that in a second. But PvP, it's really hard for me to be harsh on. So what are the community concerns being brought up on, on that side? And, and, and what do you see mm-hmm. that they should be improving upon? Or what are they doing right? A big load of There's questions. a lot there. Yeah. There's a lot to unpack. Um, I think the issue also is you could ask that to 50 different people and you'd get 50 different answers yeah. on, on what the issues are. I think there are some big outliers. You know, there's weapons like Lord of Wolves that people are kind of unanimously frustrated with yeah. or handheld supernova that are, you know, unanimously they don't enjoy uh, dying to that all the yeah. time. 
Um, but then there's, you know, really other concerns depending on kind of the skill level you're at, um, how you're affected by skill-based matchmaking. You end up finding different players that use different weapons. And so it's a tough thing. And honestly, if you look at the sandbox as a whole, I think that there is quite a solid amount of weapon balance, but it's almost as if a lot of the concerns are coming from matchmaking issues. Yeah. Not necessarily sandbox. I got banned last the night. The kind of worms has been opened. Yeah. 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 So, like, there's the whole skill based matchmaking conversation right. versus um, what's the other version? The other type like of Like connection based. Yeah, connection based. And um, yeah, like, my, my game crashed twice and I ended up getting suspended from competitive. And it right. sucked because A, I tried to rejoin those games as fast as I could because we were winning. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, B, it just sucks to sort of be penalized for a problem that it's not your problem wasn't my yeah. fault like mm -hmm. i'm not one of the hackers i'm not trying to manipulate the game in any way and i think that's a problem that it seems like <laughs> i swear to god <laughs> okay yeah uh it seems like it's a problem that people are encountering in their frustrated way so there's the the matchmaking side of it and the the sort of uh hacking side of it mm -hmm. and if we're going into trials next season right they need to figure out that's Where a big go. concern. People people are getting DDoSed on quick play. Yeah. Like, if if people are willing to do that, or even comp, I mean, comp isn't even that serious, you know, in terms of people will get DDoSed, people will encounter hackers at low, low ranks of comp. And if it's already happening to that degree there, mm -hmm. when you need to go, you know, X amount of wins to get to the lighthouse, yeah. like, that's going to be pretty serious when it comes to DDoSing and hacking and stuff. Yeah. So they really need to get a handle on that. Yeah, but for sure. And even did, cheating, though. But like, they people are teleporting. Yeah. They did make that update. I thought it was super interesting. They had a, they had a uh, weekly update that said, hey, you know, we used to not have any way to reverse a ban because we'd go in beyond a shadow of a doubt. And they said, we're going to change that, have an appeal process. And to me, that says that they're going to start really going after people mm -hmm. and like just banning people left and right. And there may be some innocent people caught in this. Yeah. And that's why they're introducing an appeal process. I mean, that's mm -hmm. the only thing that makes sense to me is that we're going to see them get a lot more uh, people taken off because of the cheating and DDoSing and all that stuff. Yeah. So I think that's good. I hope so. I'm very excited about Trials. I've been having a blast with the new the new PvP mode since last season actually. Mm -hmm. I hit legend last season in comp. I never thought that would happen. I got to like I got to like 4400 just solo queuing. Right. Right? And then I'm like, "Okay, I'm clearly not going to get over this gap without some help." So, you know, you put a call out, you get some people that watch your streams, they mm -hmm. help you. But what about for the average player? Is this still like a good experience for them, the solo queue thing? I mean, the thing is is I see so many comments that are like this is the best PvP's ever been. Mm -hmm. And for me, it's the worst it's ever been. Why is that? Because of how the matchmaking impacts different people. And another thing that maybe people don't understand or don't see is lobby balancing. So like that this, I that I do. Right. So th this sounds so cocky, but like the game thinks that I'm better than I am. It must. Because the people who put <laughs> me up I've seen you play, dude. You're a god. god no, no. I see you cracked. No. But it thinks that I am. And so I play some of these like unbelievably good players. Uh, and if it's in a com competitive setting or we're going for ranks and stuff, that's good. And if the connections are good, that's good. Mm -hmm. But the issue is because of the skill-based matchmaking and like it's very closed parameters, 
It's finding people that are maybe in a similar skill bracket, but they're across the world. Like half of my lobbies are ah, yeah. are like Korean letters or something like that, and like not there's nothing wrong with Korean players. It's but just, there is a connectivity there problem. Connectivity problem because if you live in Canada, right? Because yeah. there's peer to peer connections, right? Like it's not like we're on a server and it's like divvying up the ping or anything like that. It's just like their connection versus mine, and so for them. My connection's probably awful, and they're they're having a bad time shooting me. I'm having a bad time shooting them, and so then, you know, the integrity of the game is being ruined because it, you know, you don't even know if your shots are hitting or yeah. missing, and people are teleporting. And we we played together uh, like a f- couple months ago, and I remember like we just played a few matches together, and then we got hit up on Twitter by some guy saying, "I'm matching you two. We're both in Canada, yeah. like pretty close to each other in Canada, so it m- makes sense that we'd match maybe people in our area, at least North America." Guy tweets us and says, "I'm in Germany." I'm in what? Germany. Why am I matching you, both of you guys? Yeah, you and you're what? lagging all over the place. Yeah, and it's, and it's like, like, sorry, man. Why are you? That's a great question. Like, you shouldn't be. Right? Yeah. Well, there was a time I remember back in the day when you know I'm West Coast. I'm in California, and I'm matching against somebody who is clearly out of my league. Like, I'm matching. I've matched against gigs. Mm-hmm. I've matched against people that are PVP known players, right? Because they're in the same region as me. And I've seen. I have seen one instance of that. In the last two seasons, which is which is a nice change because Giggs wins, right? right? Like versus Destin Ligari of IGN, of course. <laughs> yeah, uh, right. But I, I I'm doing better, so it is nice to see myself improve in the competitive space. But it's also nice not to be match made against the top level mm-hmm. pros. Your balancing issue, I agree with though, because sometimes I'm the top KD. Like I have a 5.0, and my teammates have like 0.3 and 0.2, right. and, and then the other teams all. Plus, like plus two is their like lowest player. And I'm like, why don't you take the middle guy from there and put him here? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't. It's like it's like they conclusions. take like a LeBron James with a bunch of kindergarten kids versus yeah. a high school team. Mm-hmm. You know, like okay, maybe that guy is the best, but when you, all your teammates are in kindergarten, yeah, like they can't get the ball away from these high school players. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you stop talking about it. You know, yeah, I it get just, where you're going with your your analogy. But also yeah. to your point about like you saying, oh, I don't want to match gigs all the time. That's yeah. and that's totally fair. Mm-hmm. But I think. The skill-based matchmaking debacle kind of breaks down to like people either saying skill-based matchmaking, remove it from the game completely, mm-hmm. it's horrible. That's not the way to go. But also to say, totally fine how it is, in fact, crank it up, also not the way to go. Mm-hmm. It's it's not on or off. It's not a switch. Yeah. It's a balance. And mm-hmm. if people, you know, if you have a lot of just above average players taking 10 minutes to find a lobby and matching the same people, like there's yeah. You know, when there's 200,000 people online on Steam and you're recognizing names, like, yeah. wait a second, That's this wrong. is a little bit much. So dial it back a little bit. No, not remove it entirely. Yeah. Just dial it back. I shouldn't be playing against a new player. Like, yeah, I, I shouldn't be absolutely. beating up a new player. It's going to ruin their experience. It's probably not going to be very fun for me. And, like, that's It'll always... be fun for you, let's be Maybe honest. a little bit. <laughs> but, like, that's always yeah. one of the arguments is, like, all you talk to your players, you just want to smash on, on noobs. Yeah, and um, and and I'm against that because like I I don't want the game to die because I'm smashing on noobs and and the lobbies are are all distorted. Mm-hmm. But I just want integrity in the games. I'll yeah. play the most competitive games ever. I did it back in League of Legends. You know, I grinded my way up to Diamond One back in the day, and like I will play against the best people ever because I find satisfaction in beating them. Yeah, but it has to be a good connection. It has to be. It has to be a. Um, it has to feel. Like normal destiny, not like leggy. But at the yeah. same time, I think it's fair to say that, you know, 
sweating is fine, especially if you're going to a competitive playlist. If yes. you're in comp, let's sweat. Yes. Let's do the, yes. let's use the meta. If you're in quick but play. Every once in a while, you know, you have an hour before bed, you just want to play some PvP, go after, a, you know, a little bit of a challenge, you want to use an off-meta gun. Mm -hmm. You know, if there's incredibly strict skill-based parameters around that, you get punished for doing that. Like, God forbid you want to use something that's not in the meta. Your opponents are not. They're on this Mindbender's Spare Rations train, and they're not switching even right. if you do. And that can be very frustrating, yeah. especially when it's every single game plays out like that. Mm -hmm. So it wears on you. Uh, and, and again, that's the balance. I think it's a little bit too far. Just dial it back a little bit. Widen those parameters just a little bit. Yeah. And then you, if it, I, if it goes too far, dial it back again. Like, it's, it's not like a, a one-and-done solution. Like, we found skill-based matchmaking. This is what it's like forever. Like, you can go back and forth and try to find that perfect balance. Yeah. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think Bungie's in, a, in the closest spot with PvP of figuring it out. Yes, there's a lot of things that they need to address. They need to address the matchmaking issues and the hacking issues. I think those are probably their top priorities. But if they, they just need to tweak the dial a little bit to get it into a really sweet spot. Yeah. Um, there's, like, just... Things like I brought up, like getting banned for your game crashing is odd, but how do they determine that against the hacker? So I do understand their challenges. I think it's really, really close, though. Mm -hmm. um, so you brought up something I was going to segue better than I'm going to right now. But anyway, the seasonal model. Mm -hmm. how, how are you feeling about that? You're a PvE player because I think everybody's seen my rant video by now. I, I a, lot, a lot of people were talking about it last week. I just got to this point where I was really frustrated because I have no reason to chase anything. I don't feel compelled to, to play mm -hmm. a lot of the game beyond experiencing the story, which it has been pretty solid. So like story's been solid. I'm pretty happy with per PV, PvP is at. Some things can be adjusted there. But within the seasonal model, I'm feeling fatigued and unincentivized to play. How are you feeling about it? It's interesting. Like, on paper, it seemed like a great idea. I mean, yeah. the fact that you have this new Sundial activity. It's a pretty fun activity. You've got a rotating boss. Like, the different bosses, um, they're not massively different. But they feel a little bit different. You fight in the fire guy with fireballs. He's pretty different than the lightning guy, which, you know, the, the beams of light come down. You're trying to avoid those and stuff. Yeah. The guy who traps you. It's a little bit different. The Sundial's not a terrible activity. The fact that you can specifically link up these certain obelisks and you're like, I want a good breach light. I'm going to farm until I get it, mm -hmm. right? That's all seems like, that's what we wanted. That's yeah. what we asked for. But I think the, the problem is that they kind of blew everything on this initial experience and then they kind of don't have enough follow-up because you, you do those things. You farm the perfect breach light and you get the perfect multi-kill clip feeding frenzy steel yeah. feather repeater. And you're like, oh, this thing slaps. This is great. You're feeling good. And then a month goes by. And then another month goes yeah. by. And, you know, Legend Sundial was introduced recently. Why didn't that have some weapons unique to it? I did one run. And I'm like, well, I unlock the thing, I'm good. It, it, yeah. It, it doesn't make any sense, especially like, you know, stuff like, for example, the Perfect Paradox and the two seasonal weapons uh, in the seasonal pass. They became available for the Time Lost Bounties with the EDZ obelisk. Why not just not do that and put maybe one or both of them or all three of them into the Legend Sundial pool where you can only farm them in Legend Sundial. Now it comes and it has some new weapons and you have a new reason to farm and some of those weapons are really good. The, the sniper rifle that can get like Vorpal weapon, triple tap, mm -hmm. appended mag, that's a huge role, people going after it. Mm -hmm. But like you kind of have all this stuff out already and you're introducing new things 
that don't have any incentive to play. Like, why do Legend Sundial? Mm -hmm. You know, for your power level, that doesn't really yeah. matter. Yeah, and isn't used for anything. You know, like that's the thing. Yeah. Is like, there's so many things in the game. It's like you can do them, but why would you do them? And even even with the weapons, like, is Steel Feather Repeater Auto Rifle that good? It's pretty crap. Is it that good? It's pretty good. But like, is it's, there not an alternative? Yeah. Like, my how do you shield? sell me on that? Because I, I have hard light, right? Which is like destroying everything right now. And in PvP or PvE? Well, I mean, it's, a, it's like, an auto rifle. Do I really need another auto rifle that's marginally better? Or like, and that's even, what I'm facing. Yeah, like even like with the different archetypes, like there's spare rations, and then it's like, well, that's the best 150 RPM hand cannon. And we've almost hit this point where. Every archetype you can name, and even every archetype in the sundial, it's like, well, there's already probably something really similar to that that I could use that already has a god roll. The problem is you that know? it's the problem with that those statements is that you know the steel feather repeater having feeding frenzy multi kill clip. It's a legendary, not an exotic. So if you want to use a different exotic to the yeah. hard light, there's reasons to use it. There is, and the thing you guys aren't wrong. Where it's like, you know, how many feeding frenzy multi kill clip. How many Feeding Frenzy kill clip weapons do I need? Because, right. like, you know, the, the uh, Cold Front SMG comes out, and of course that's a god roll. And that's the same god roll on all these other weapons. I get what you guys are saying. But, alternatively, can they just make everything better than everything else every season? And we just have, like, everything right. one-upping each other. and Power creeps introduced. Power, power creeps introduced, and then the previous season stuff all becomes bad because the new season stuff is better. Mm -hmm. So you have issues like that. So it is, it is a definitely an interesting balance. I think the way that you potentially go around this is by introducing new things. They had a bunch of new perks, and Vorpal Weapon made a big impact. Going for roles with Vorpal is, like, a thing people are doing now. But really, all the other perks weren't quite good enough. And I wish they need to, I think, do it like a perk rebalancing where they look at a lot of these other perks that aren't performing. Because suddenly, you have weapons that no one cares about. If you rebalance perks they can get, if you rebalance, you know, Pulse Monitor, I think, is one that like, no one uses. And mm -hmm. suddenly, that's good now. Oh, everyone's going back and doing these old activities and farming these Pulse Monitor God Rolls and stuff. Right. So I think that's something they really need to be looking at. What are the ones with crouching? Anyone with crouching just... Like field prep. Field prep. Stuff. Like, I'm like, okay, I got field prep on it. Right. This cool guy has made <laughs> a point for that one focus fire where you can, like, on console especially, you can become, like, a laser beam. With oh, yeah? Yeah, there's some interesting... There's some nuances there. I think it's not as bad as people are making it out to be, but I think there is that inherent issue of, like, okay, next season comes along. It's the same... You know, perks Rolls. that we're looking for yeah. that we still... It's like reload perk, damage increasing perk every time. I yeah. think that's the thing is, like, they've given us a lot of things to chase. And unfortunately, like, because we play every day, like, we've chased most of them or similar things. Yeah. And so now, I think the thing that's missing for me or, or the thing I'm hunting for is things to use them on. Yeah. Punishingly hard things to use them on or, or unique activities... Um, I think that's where I'm feeling with the game is like, I've got a bunch of guns. I've got a bunch of SMGs. I've got auto rifles. I've got hand cannons. I've got every tool in the bag that I would ever need, mm -hmm. but nothing challenging to, to, to use it that's, on. Yeah, to your point, right? like how much marginally better is the steel for the repeater? And it's yeah. like arguably in some areas it is, but you don't need that little marginal. There's nothing you're going for. I Even the raids, like the raids, yeah. the raids are so easy now. Mm -hmm. And I know someone watching this is going to be like, what do you mean? <laughs> but like when you have a full fire team of coordinated people above the power level, they do become unfortunately pretty trivial. Like people are one phasing them. People are two manning six man activities. So I mean, think of the damage you need and the damage that we have if you're able to two man 
a but, six man activity. But not only that, like it goes into the, the you know, uh, being a big raid guy myself, like it goes into the argument of like, okay, what happened to prestige mode? Because yes. mastering a raid wasn't even the end of it. Because there's more. Well, dude, right. They the, do the have challenges yeah. in Garden of Salvation and such, but it's just like, why would I do that? Yeah, and especially yeah. since you have access to the entire loot pool in that initial thing. I mean, the Fatebringer, some of the best weapons in Destiny 1, the Fatebringer was a hard mode vault of glass drop. Yeah. You couldn't even get it in normal mode. So you beat a raid, True. you weren't yeah. even done yet. Mm-hmm. So you always had that chase for that next piece of aspirational content. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally agree. And that's that's sort of what I'm echoing with that rant video. And that's why I think Destiny is in such a dangerous place because these are really, really tough problems to fix. Sure, they introduced a new raid, but they have to like really get into the minutiae of the mechanics and having that two-difficulty system that we had with Destiny 1. And it's going to be really difficult for a company like Bungie to implement something like that. But again, like raids is like more pie-in-the-sky talk. Like we yeah. said earlier, with the le- they can't even have unique weapons to Legend Sundial, mm-hmm. let alone an entire hard-mode raid with its own unique loot pool. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, th- there needs to be that aspirational content, and right it's, now there isn't. It's become more about just collecting your set of weapons for the season, and you're like, all right, I got one of each. With that ever-lowering amount of vault space, too. Yeah, right? ex- that's a huge problem that I really wish they would come back and address, but I've, I've been an advocate for the vault space fix for a long time. Will they? There's so much junk I just have because I can't get rid of it because I just lose it. Well, remember right. they said originally when they introduced collection, like, we're looking into a way to save, like, rolls. Yes. Random rolls. Right. That, be yeah, that would be unbelievable. You could just, like, withdraw, oh, I want this again. Yeah. Um, yeah, maybe you have to, like, remaster work it or something. Because I know that yeah. there's some I deleted back in the day, and I wish I wouldn't have. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, like, you know, the thing is, too, is cause, because I know that there's a lot of people that don't have... Um, six people to do a raid with or, yeah. or a coordinating group. I'd love to start seeing um, more dungeon-type content. Like, the three-man stuff is awesome, but yeah. also you can solo the dungeons. And it's hard, but you can solo them. And I would love to see more content like that that everyone can do. You don't need to go find someone, but solo, difficult content with great rewards at the end. That's, like, the thing I think I'm missing. Yeah. I always talk about it in RuneScape. Back in when I used to play <laughs> RuneScape all the time, there's a couple activities... Um, there's one called the Fight Cave, and it was like 63 waves of harder and harder and harder enemies. And like the final boss, if you didn't if you didn't like switch your protection prayers properly, it one hits you. Like you can't oh, really? you cannot tank it, mm-hmm. and and stuff like that. And at the end is the best cape in the game. And it's it, I would love to start seeing stuff like that where like maybe it's a coveted thing. Oh, you did right. Thing. Maybe there's a hunter cloak that gives you plus. 20 or 30 in every single stat or something like that, but it's crushingly hard to do. And you know. Maybe you don't have time to play every day or, or, or as much as a content creator, but you also don't need a team to find to go and beat that. You can work on it and improve at the game, and hopefully one day you can beat it. Like I'd love to see some of those, yeah. those kind of aspirational content that everyone has access to, not aspirational content that groups of friends have access to. You know what I mean? But I that not everyone can master. Right. But I right. think it's also important, like... Hardcore players, we show up here, we're like, yeah, the game needs to be harder, bro. And there's other people playing, like, I have plenty to do, people saying, I have plenty to do right now. And it's one of those things where it doesn't need to be either or. Uh, The way that they set up Sundial and these specifically farmable roles, I think that's great. And, like, new players Mm -hmm. and people who don't play that much can can go after that Breachlight role or can get that, like, perfect, you know, perfect Paradox role that they really want because they can grab a bunch of the time-loss bounties. I like that, like, Mm -hmm. farmable content, but there needs to be... 
that in addition to a little bit more challenging content. And I think you could easily just take a couple of, not even add more weapons, just take a couple of weapons, a couple of things, a couple of seasonal mods maybe even, and take those and put those into harder content, the Legend Sundial, et cetera, whatever Empyrean Foundation is. Um, like that's another thing, Empyrean Foundation is- Yeah, next week, right? Yeah. and. Uh, does it have its own loot pool? Because if not, know. if it doesn't have any, what even it is, it is, but if it doesn't have its own specific things as rewards, yeah. why do it? Yeah. Even the strikes have, some of them have things that you can go after that have mm -hmm. locked roles that are coveted roles that you would want to go for. Granted, there's better things Like night, nightfall drops? Yeah. Yeah, nightfall yeah, drops. Yeah. Nightfall drops or the, the strike-specific loot that they introduced right. way back in, like, I think it was the Mars content, the second... Curse of Osiris? No, it was one after Curse of Osiris. I think yeah. that was Nightfall. I, like, there is no strike specifically. Yeah, it's, it's like the, the rocket launcher. I don't remember. Not, yeah, that's Nightfall. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. Yeah, so yeah. the There's Nightfall specific root, loot within the Nightfall strikes. They, saw, they right. stopped doing that. They introduced yeah. like, the new strikes with uh, Shadow Keep that don't have, and they don't have anything unique to them. There's no bar to accessibility with 99% of the weapons. There's a few things in the raids, like in Garden of Salvation, there are weapons in there. I wouldn't say any of them are things that you're chasing, though. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like, yeah, there's a really good one-two punch shotgun, but mm -hmm. you can get one-two punch on the perfect paradox. So yeah. It's like, why? why or in the python. Or, like, yeah, there's, yeah. there's other options. Yeah. So they're and like, there's a pulse rifle, but it's marginally better if you get one perk. Like, mm -hmm. you know, it just... It's like, is it enough to go get a group of people to go and do that raid? Well, yeah. I, I really don't. Uh, to be honest, I'm not a huge fan of what they did with the raid. I, I don't think random rolls are the way to go. I, I yeah. like those like set rolls. It, it arguably would make it even more accessible and easier to get all the raid loot. But you have that chance for uniqueness, like Wrath of the Machine with Genesis Chain having yeah. those mm -hmm. unique perks that no other auto rifle could get. That, that really felt like a raid gun. Whereas now, like you said, it's like... Yeah, do I really need another hand cannon with you know a reload perk and swashbuckler? I have like 40 of those. I don't need yeah. those. And it's also unfortunate because people will go through the raid for their first time and get trash rolls. And they come <laughs> and out the other, good they come yeah, out the other yeah. end, they're like, what was that for? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Because like when I did, when I got my first Midnight Coup, I was like, oh my god, yeah. this is the best PvE hand cannon in the game. This is one of the best PvE weapons in the game. And I was excited. When I got my Fatebringer back in the day, like, these are these weapons with prestige and with value. I mean, I think there was a kind of a thing going on where people were de de deleting their old Midnight Coups. Yeah. And they had like 70,000 kills, like 200,000 PvE uh, kills. And they were like all like trying to see who had the most kills on it. Mm -hmm. And um, now it's just, there's you could get a gun of that caliber from... Yeah. A ton of different activities, so... But if you're going to have set rolls, I think you you need that hard mode. Because otherwise, like, if you just do the one raid and you get all the loot, yeah. like, that's not good. And you, you need, need to have a hard mode person. to, like, separate the... So it's a little bit... Because if you're going to get one and you're done, it, it needs to be hard to get. You could yeah. also introduce coveted armor pieces, like a unique-looking armor set, and that's how you acquire them. Not only that, what happened to the... Uh, intrinsic perks for their mm. you know weapons yeah. that had whirlwind's curse or extra damage against taken or you know in the vault of glass does more damage against oracles even that mm -hmm. and then armor had like uh stuff that again applied to that raid remember the chest or the gauntlets for 
Rather, the machine had better heavy drops from Fallen, right. and those everyone wanted those. Yeah. Well, now that's been replaced by the new mod system with RAID specific mods, right? So yeah. they've changed it. Yes. Yeah, so but it doesn't now feel as good now, now. Now we're starting to realize, oh, that doesn't feel as good just applying. Exactly. And then you also have the seasonal problem where they're switching up that seasonal slot. So, right. so I have to acquire a whole new set to apply apply these specific seasonal mods. The amount which of I also, armor you yeah. need to get is insane, especially because the season of Dawn mods are so potent. Yeah. Like the the shotguns, the, the like infinite ammo shotgun build mm -hmm. where you can double shotguns and heavy handed and you can get kills and regen your ammo. Yeah. But you need to have like specifically arc armor to make that work. And there's other <laughs> crazy great mods for solar and there's other mods for void. And it's like yeah. I need to get three sets of armor for each character. It's just yeah. with good rules. With, like, yeah, not and to that's mention energy. Like, I didn't oh. even think of that. Like when the new season came and I was like, oh man, all the stuff I farmed is like not really good yeah. anymore. Like, I can't even really use it anymore. But so. if you want to do Garden of Salvation, which you'll need to do to get Pinnacles, mm -hmm. you need to keep that set of armor oh, with, yeah. with Relay Defender. It's mm -hmm. kind of getting pretty overwhelming. Yeah, and, and not necessarily in a good way. And th these are a lot of the challenges that Bungie is going to be facing. And the worst part about it is their, their feedback loop is very slow. So if they want to make one change into the game, we're probably not going to see that for a year. So that means they're probably operating on this model for the next three seasonal drops. Two? We have two more, right? Two, it's four. Two more and then yeah. likely something in the fall. Likely knows what that is. Yeah. So uh, I've kept you guys for a long time. I guess I have one more question for mm -hmm. you uh, about Destiny 3. Right. Oof. Do you think we're going to get a Destiny 3? I can start. Give you guys a second to think. Let's, let, yeah, let's hear your thoughts. So... I think this is it for Destiny. I think Destiny 2 is what they're going to be building upon. I don't think we ever see a Destiny 3 because they are developing a new game. Uh, there was a story about it today about how it's a little bit more artsy and humorous as opposed to like Destiny's model. And I think Destiny 2 is the, the workbench where they refine and retool the world of Destiny. And I don't think we ever see a Destiny 3. What do you guys think? I mostly agree. I think that, yeah, Destiny 3, I think... To say we'll never see it may be a mistake. I think that if Bungie is really passionate about starting, I think they want to make sure that they feel like, okay, is this really worth a new game? Mm -hmm. And if they do something like having a new character, like uh, aside from Titan Warlock, Hunter, yeah. or something like that, or doing a drastic overhaul, they might consider a Destiny 3. But that would be multiple years off. Mm -hmm. um, I think that. We never saw World of Warcraft 2. <sighs> You know, I and like they have the added I think it'll problem. Be Destiny two for a long time. They have really the do. added problem of how do we add a Destiny three while retaining everybody's disaster of a vault in the sequel, and or do we kill their weapons. vault again? Kill their vault again because that's going to be a whole thing. Because yeah. further, you're saying, hey, everything you did didn't matter again, and we're already encountering yeah. that problem with the seasonal model. Where, oh, everything last season doesn't matter now. You got to yeah. do all this. It's a problem for sure, but I think, again, it's like if it was so major, we're talking, yeah. you know, a, a new character and a darkness subclass or something like that yeah. or a light subclass, and it was such a dramatic overhaul that people would be willing to give up their vault. Like, this is a new game. We're starting fresh. It's yeah. understandable. Mm -hmm. But, again, this is pie in the sky, and this would be years off. Yeah. Like, if it even happened at all. Mtash, what do you think? I, I, I kind of hope... We can get an overhaul again, which, I mean, that's kind of greedy of me, but, like, I don't personally mind losing all my stuff and regrinding it. it. That's, like, the most satisfying thing in a game for me. I feel like I've beaten 
powering up. I feel like I've beaten Destiny 2, so I'm just kind of like playing new content with my already really good guns and stuff like that. And so it would be kind of nice to feel like I... I'm excited about stuff again. Next season, you're going to have 10 more powers to, to go up. <laughs> oh, you know, yeah. yeah. So you can do that 980 nightfall that you really need to do. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. Um, but, you know, that, that's the thing. Is I actually watched a, a video from Dado recently where he yeah. was talking about it where, you know, a new subclass, they probably can just add that to Destiny. Yep. They can overhaul subclasses. They can overhaul skill trees. Like, there's there's a lot of things that they'd be able to change. Like, they have. Um, they actually did it with a solar class, and people are, you know, talking about the weighted knife yeah. and the, the tracking of right. the Hunter solar. So, that that's actually been interesting. So, I, I don't know. I think they, they could build on Destiny. It's just, I think if they are going to continue to build on it, there are some core things that they do need to, to improve and fix and change and update and... Um, like flinch or things like that. Like there's some things in the game that personally, like I wish they could overhaul the whole system, but they're kind of back end things that are probably trumped by new content. You know, you got got to give people new stuff to do. I don't know if they can allocate the resources to like re redo a, the armor system. Are they going to redo the perk system? Like, is that? But they did though. They you know, they overhauled everything with Destiny Two, and it was a disaster. Yeah, <laughs> they did the double primary system. Double pr- and, yeah, and now they simplified overhauled. everything. It yeah. was a pretty dramatic overhaul, and it didn't work out. And now they're like finally yeah. kind of fixed everything with Forsaken. Yeah. And it's like once everything is good, now we're telling them to overhaul it again. It, I don't know. It, it's very nebulous. Like I don't think anyone has the right answer. Yeah, it's, I feel it's tough. I feel like more people like the game though. And just aren't vocal about it. Yeah. You know, I'm sure there's a very large population that are in love. And if they hear us talking about all this, they're like, what do you mean? Mm-hmm. But I, there's still, yeah, there's people still tell me to shut up to all do. the time. They're yeah. like, all you ever do is complain. And it's like, that's because this is like the game that I play. Yeah. So I'm really uh, invested in the minutia of it. We mm-hmm. complain like, I, out I of want. love. We, sort we, of. We yeah. want it to improve, right? It's yeah. only out of positivity in the sense of like, we're just trying to like, and we're usually. When we complain, we're recalling old events and parts of Destiny where we're like, oh, this was better at this time. Mm-hmm. We're using the game to compare it to itself because, yeah. you know, it's been more positive at certain places in our opinions and stuff. So, like, I think it's at a pretty good spot. And I think uh, while I agree with what a lot of all three of us said, uh, obviously myself, but like, <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's one of those things where you do have to kind of understand that it is going to wax and wane. Yeah. And right now, like, we are about a month away from a totally new piece of, you know, content drop in terms of a new season and everyone's going to be hyped and it's going to be super fun and then it's going to wane and people yeah. are going to get like, hey, why wasn't this changed and stuff? That's so just the game. It yeah. is just the game, but, you know, with problems with the seasonal model, especially when we brought up armor and stuff, those are things that, you know, if they're not fixed now, they're going to be an issue. I mean, like a whole new armor set with whole new seasonal mods or three armor, three elemental armor sets with seasonal mods for each character next season and the season after that. I don't have space. Like, it's just like, it's yeah. there are vaults will literally, like, there's just no way. Yeah. So yeah, exactly. that's going to be an issue. For sure. Guys, thank you so much for uh, joining me. What would you think if they did like a burning crusade thing where they just destroy the world and change it in that way in Destiny 3? I was going to outro, but I forgot I wanted to say that. That's dope. They did that I, I with World that. of Warcraft, I love that. right? Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm, I mean, take my vault away, take my everything away, take my I, light away. I don't care. As, <laughs> if it's new content and new stuff, and, and like, I think that's probably my favorite thing is powering up in games yeah. and getting those, those tools. Same. Um, 
I wouldn't. I would never complain, but I just I know that there are people that love their guardians and love their their items. So mm-hmm. it's. I think it's worth it, though. Yeah. I, for me, I, I it's think that's a great it. idea, but I think it would be cool if they kind of telegraphed that, like things started to get destroyed and it was like yeah. planets would disappear and, and then eventually you'd whittle it down to one thing and then Destiny 2 was done. It was over mm-hmm. and you restarted in Destiny 3. So you kind uh, of had, it had a winding down period and you knew, you weren't like shocked, oh my gosh, my mind bender's gone. You knew, hey, things are looking bad. You're going to lose everything. And you kind of had a process of, like you said, the world's getting destroyed, everything's crazy. And then we restart in, in a new last city in Destiny 3 mm-hmm. with these new powers. I think that'd be sweet. Yeah. And like so, new enemies too. Like I'm getting a little sick of shooting thralls and dragons. Yeah. I'd love to see some fauna, like a, a giant toad or a giant tiger that attacks. World, bo- world <laughs> bosses. That'd be yeah. so cool. I think that's the one thing is like if they add a little bit more of that almost like fantasy type mm-hmm. stuff into In it. the original concept. Right? Yeah. Because they did have giant toads. Yeah. Moth exactly. tigers. Moth people. Yeah. <laughs> That was pretty cool. Uh, guys, thank you so much for joining me on this uh, side segment of Fireteam Chat in a different studio and everything. You know we do a point at the camera at the end of every show, right? Okay. Do you want to say Guardians out? Yes. All right. Sure. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Until we see you next time, Guardians, Guardians out. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.